Welcome to Story You Talk Radio. I am delighted that you have reserved this hour to spend with me. I love spending this hour with you. We talk about everything story here, stories you're living by, stories you're writing, stories you're dreaming up, stories you're putting down on paper, stories you're researching, stories you're exploring, stories you're living into. I love stories, and I love helping you make the stories you want to see true in your life actually come true. I'm Coach Debbie. I'm here every Thursdays, 4 o'clock Pacific time. If you miss the show, you can always catch us on KKNW, where we run the Encore show, basically the replay of Thursdays. We run that on Friday mornings at 6 a.m. Pacific time and 9 a.m. Eastern time. I've been thinking a lot about people that are writing right now. These people that are in my world that have told me they're a little about their stories or they've said, I want to get into coaching with you maybe in the summer. I wrote myself a nice long list of these people and I decided to reach out and send some letters And by doing so, created a whole bunch of content for this show, found out what's really on people's minds, where they're stuck, where they're happy, where they're just really wanting some coaching. So today's topic, writing your story post-pandemic, is inspired by some of the recent conversations or back-and-forth writing that I've been doing with some of my people. And I think it'll be really helpful for you because I know if you're listening to this show, at the very least, you have a desire to be living your truest, most authentic life story. And you might even be writing some stories on paper. And if you are, what we're sharing today is going to help you. No matter what, it's going to help you. I had a delightful morning. I was in the coaching room. This is something that Alan Cohen, my mentor, offers on Thursday mornings. And he's actually traveling to Japan. Hope you're having wonderful travels, Alan. So we had done a little interview together. Maybe it was last week or the week before. And in the coaching room today on YouTube, we played that interview. And then instead of Alan doing the coaching, I filled in for him. And I got to meet some lovely people and find out what the questions were on their minds. Now, you know that Alan and I are teaming up in May, June, and July. This is for the class that he has created called Spiritual Mastery Writing. I hope I got that right. Maybe it's Writing Spiritual Masters. I think it's got those three words in it. (laughs) I'll tell you what, I'll check it out. Anyway, it starts May 9th. It's a beautiful course. 
you are in good hands. Ellen has written over 30 books. And I am the lucky girl that gets to coach the people in the class. He will be teaching it. You'll be live with him on Tuesday nights. I'll be there as well. And if you decide you would like to go on with more community work and coaching, I'll be taking up that part of it. And I'm really excited. Like I said, Alan was my teacher for life coaching. He certified me in his general and in his mastery level courses. And I've gone back to Hawaii with his life life coach trainees, I guess we could call it. And I've had wonderful retreat time with him there. So this will be a delight. We'll be offering all sorts of skills so you can move forward with your memoirs, your fiction, your nonfiction, your self-development, whatever it is that you want to be writing. Now, let's think about this. If you're listening to the show live, we are in the springtime of 2023. And just to remind you, the pandemic, yeah, I know you don't want to think about it, but it all began in the springtime, kind of the early, early days of springtime 2020. So it's been three years and a bit. But here's some interesting news. There are some people that are just sort of resurfacing now, and they have very good reason. Some of them were hit very tragically during the pandemic. Some of them resurfaced a little bit ago because they truly needed a real strong break. Some people lost their businesses in the pandemic and have been in conversation with me throughout that time. There's all different points in which people rose out of what they could however way they could. It is surprising to me that there are some people that are still dealing with the early, early problems that they were having to face during the pandemic. And three years and a bit later, they're really, really feeling like this is their first emergence out. I feel for people like this because I was one of the lucky ones. The The pandemic, while it was a shocker to me, it was an opportunity for me to completely reinvent my business uh, by need. I had to do it. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't get swallowed by the pandemic. I did have to go through a lot of learning because, you know, all of a sudden I had a, a face-to-face business that had to be moved online. And there were a lot of people that didn't want to. So, you know, I got familiar with eating oatmeal and tuna fish on a regular basis for quite a while there. And that's just normal. But I didn't, I didn't suffer outside of what my mind was doing to me. I didn't suffer. A lot of other people did. And what I'm finding is people now want to write about it. And they want help writing about it. And they want to be sure that it doesn't take them down. 
because that is one thought. Will writing take me down? I've just finally risen up. Will it, will it hurt me to write? So I have all kinds of questions that I've gathered up from people I've been in conversation with or that I've just started conversation with as of even as early as today in the coaching room with Alan Cohen. So I'm bringing all that to you today. I'd be more than happy to coach you on the air. If you would like to offer up a question, you can call in. The number is one 888-298-5569. If you have access to my text, you can also text in as well. I probably won't be checking social media today or the email because I do have a lot of questions right here. But if you want to text something in or call into the show, you are more than welcome to. Let me give you a little update on our fearless gal, Becky Gibbler. If you remember on February 2nd, she was here in the studio to share with you her very first book, Born of Grief and Flow. And this came from her experience during the pandemic when her partner and my colleague, Pam, uh, died suddenly during the pandemic. And this, of course, sent Becky backwards into this spin of who am I now? as it would to anyone when you lose your partner and you lose someone suddenly like that, it's almost as if you don't know who you are now. It takes some time. I can tell you in my own experience, even though it wasn't during the pandemic when, when I lost a partner, it, it was that same thing of, I'm not sure who I am. You don't even have to lose someone to a death, losing in a breakup, losing in a a partnership around business can really bring up questions around identity. Now, when we brought in Becky, she had just written her first book. As her life coach, I offered her a, a package. So we launched the book here in Shoreline, Washington. It was quite an event. 96 people came. Typically, I'm told, 15 to 30 people show up. She had quite the following. And if you remember, she combined her photography and her letters to her departed to make a book and help people that are grieving. She also, being someone from the LGBTQ plus community, felt that this book would be one of the early contributors to that community, especially for people that aren't sure how to use their words to say what they want to say about grief. She brought in the whole element of pictures. I just want to give you a little update on Becky. As of right now, she's back on the road. She is visiting 15 states She says that six of them are new to her. She says that she has met another photographer in New Mexico. She says, Debbie, I want to inform you, I'm learning about platforms I've never heard of 
where I can put my photography and have communication with people that are grieving and are using these images for themselves. I am also getting certified in David Kessler's grief certification program. Now, do the rest of you know David Kessler is like the expert in grief? So she's following him. Then she goes on to send me all these pictures. This is the Badlands National Park. Here are some bighorn sheep. Look at me zeroing in, getting pictures of them. She goes on to say, and I love this part, the new couple I met who knew about the photography platforms live in Denver. I'll be traveling there shortly. I cannot wait to see where these adventures are going to take me. I'm finding that it is so fun to meet people on the road. Debbie, who am I? What happened to the old and totally introverted Becky? Now, this is very true. Becky used to be a very, very quiet individual. And I'm not saying that she doesn't have a certain sense of quietness, but she is an adventurer. She's a risk taker. She's exploring. And as she stated, a lot of these pictures are going into book number four. Four. One, two, three, four. Book number four. Her first book came out this year. She started writing it two years ago. She is on book number four. She has really, really claimed the identity the full-time identity of an author. Now, you don't have to go (laughs) to all these lengths that she has, but you can. If you are moved to, you just might. There was a time in my conversations with Becky a year and a half ago when none of this was yet being talked about. We were talking about book one, but we were talking a lot about what it might look like to start thinking of a new identity. And this is very common when we're grieving. We're looking for who might be the new me. Who might I craft myself into being? Becoming an author is an amazing route to take because you're not only writing about some great event or moving event or some event that you overcame, but you are writing for you. You are reclaiming who you are now that you are writing it. One question that came in not too long ago was from Gwen. Uh, This is March 2023. And she said, what if I put all this energy into looking for a publisher and everyone says no to me, all right? That's just another common thing we feel when we're trying to identify with our new calling as author. What am I going to do if I invest myself, but a publisher doesn't invest in me? Gwen, I want to help you rest assured here that 
when you put your energy into something you feel called to do, you find a match. It will either be the one that you choose or a better one. And I learned this from my friend, my mentor, Alan Cohen. He likes to say, it'll be this or something better. So whatever it is you're dreaming up, Whoever that publisher is that you're hoping to connect with, if you really put your heart into this, it's going to be that, or eventually, it's going to be something better. What I have found with Becky's story is that not only did she dream up writing a book, and she was thinking, all right, I'm going to try to put this photography and letter writing into one thing. Will it be a book? Will it be something better? Well, it became a book very quickly and hitting the road and going back on the road and hitting 15 states and getting certified as a grief coach. I mean, it just keeps going on and on and on. So what's in the near future for you? What sort of story do you have post-pandemic. I'd love to hear from you. And just to review, our number is 1-888-298-5569. I'm going to take a little break right here, but we'll come right back. Stay tuned. You know Coach Debbie from Story You Talk Radio, but do you know about her annual membership? Well, now you do, and you're invited. Become the author of your dreams and upscale your career. Transform your home or grow your income. Create any future you desire. You'll learn the skills that allowed Coach Debbie to author her own life and transform her most difficult challenges as a writer, teacher, and especially as a person with low vision. The membership doors are open. Just sign up for the newsletter and qualify for the early bird special simply go to coachdebbie.com that's coach d-e-b-b-y coachdebbie.com as a subscriber you could win a premium coaching session and begin the new year with confidence welcome back to story you talk radio Thank you so much for reserving this time to spend together so we can talk about the story you are living and the story you are writing. If you would enjoy a virtual little retreat, it's only $39, I would like to invite you to one I am offering on April 21st, and you can sign up for this by writing to me, Debbie at CoachDebbie.com. Debbie is D-E-B-B-Y. Debbie at CoachDebbie.com. Just say, I would like to come to your virtual retreat, and I'll send the little invoice over to you. We do this on Zoom, and it's at 12 o'clock on April 21st, Pacific Time, noon, And what I like to do at these particular retreats, they're about 90 minutes long, is we're looking at some images 
And in this small community I've got together, we're taking a look at your sanctuary. We're listening to what your soul wants to reveal. And we are lining up what that story is mainly going to be about. Now, this is for someone that's writing a book, for sure. But it's also for people that are putting together their blog or they're managing a brand or they're launching business and, again, trying to match up that brand with them. Or, and here's where it gets really fun, you're just imagining yourself into your future and you want to have a better sense of what you really want to do next. So we're working with the vision of that. I would love to invite you to come to it. It'll be April 21st, 12 o'clock Pacific time, about 90 minutes. And if you're not getting the newsletter, you can just write to me directly and let me know you want to sign up. You can also go to coachdebbie.com. That's D-E-B-B-Y, coachdebbie.com. Click on connect and let me know you would like in. Or you can even click on the newsletter and that's how you get all the details as well. So it would be lovely to have you there. I want to share with you how you might write your story post-pandemic. For example, if you are starting a memoir and you are sharing something that your family or your friends or you or your partner have gone through, I want you to start by thinking that this is one of the few times in history that the whole world was experiencing something together. It, it's, not, it's not common at all. We are often divided by country or divided by state or divided by continent in our experiences. We can even be divided by county and our culture. But in this last uh, situation, <laughs> situation, what a heck of a situation, the whole world knew about the pandemic, except for those tiny little villages, maybe. The whole world knew about the pandemic. And on some level, in some way, people were affected. When you write your story and it's post a big event, post something that many people have gone through, you have a central piece of commonality. Now, why is this important? Well, when you're writing your book, your memoir about your family, or you're writing your, your personal development book about your business, it's possible that people don't know your family or your business before they pick up the book. But if you're writing something post-pandemic, and you're using that as a reference point, everyone knows a little thing about it. They don't necessarily know your perspective on it, but they're already, to some extent, engaged. Now, a lot of people would think it's sneaky and tricky to use that to your advantage, but as a writing coach, that knows that it can be 
difficult to stick with a big project like writing your book or doing your TED talk when you have this common place that we all know about. You are bringing people together in a scope that you might not be able to do without that recent past event. When you are talking about how. Post COVID, you are building your business again, or post COVID, how your family is putting things back together again after a loss, etc., etc. What you're doing is you're inviting all the people that went through that into the conversation. We do that when we have a really large topic. For example, I was helping someone with her book that is in remission from cancer, and so whenever she talks about her situation, her story, the people that are probably most attracted to her book are either going through cancer treatment, have some fears around cancer, are also in cancer remission. Have a friend, have a loved one, etc. There's culture around it. Now, while cancer is prevalent to some degree in the U.S., it is just a minute topic in other countries, so not as big of a seller. But that's not true when you're talking about a pandemic. So I encourage you to let that be a place of commonality. If you are writing something big, like a book, like a, a TED Talk speech, let that be a draw for you, because it will increase numbers very, very quickly. And sometimes that is a difficult thing to do as a brand new author. So use that to your advantage. Now let's keep going with some of the questions that. I've been collecting from people that have been writing their stories down post-pandemic. One person is Elizabeth, who said, "What if someone else in my family is better suited to tell the story? Maybe my mom should have the honor." Now, in、Li、Elizabeth's case, she is speaking to the fact that. In the early days of the pandemic, her twin had pneumonia and had to go to the hospital, and her her twin departed. And when it was time for the family to come to the hospital, there there just wasn't the allowance to the family that was expected.、Um, Many things happen through a glass window. So Elizabeth, being the twin, of course, had an incredible experience around this. But now, after we have already started on the book, she's thinking—I mean, she's really just sort of dropped the pen—that maybe it is her mom who should have the honor to write the story. This is what I want to say to you when you feel called to write. You want to continue with your calling. 
if you're really feeling like there was some tap on the shoulder to get moving to write something, you want to go forward with that because it's not disrespectful to anyone else to answer that you feel called to do. It's not. In Elizabeth's case, it's possible her mother might feel a calling to write something at some point, and there's no reason why she can't. There is nothing out there that says one family is only allotted one book in a lifetime. There's nothing that says that. Is a, if Elizabeth wants to write about her twin and her experience, and two years later her mother wants to write about her daughter and her experience, they're both allowed. Now, I find there's this fear of stepping on toes, but to the best of my knowledge, Elizabeth's mother hasn't come forward and said that she wants to do some writing. And Elizabeth, being somewhat deep in the process, it only serves her to keep moving forward. So what I want to say is you can be very, very respectful to the feelings of all the family members and all the other people associated with the event you're writing about. But what you don't want to do is just drop the pen or sell the keyboard and the computer and give away the whole writing program because you were the first to have the idea and get going and you were the first to feel called to do it. You want to actually answer that call. You want to keep going forward with it. You can have a conversation, but I don't want you to give up on what you want to say, the voice that you are crafting, the, the listening that you are doing to come up with your own story. Because many, many times when you're writing after a huge event, it, it doesn't have to be as big as a pandemic, but it's something huge in your life you're going to go through some sort of transformation if you haven't already. And you don't want to just shut the book on that when it's only half written. You want to give yourself the opportunity to continue to grow, to continue to align with your greater self and who you are becoming in the near future, let alone who you might gift this story to so that others can keep going on their own journey. I think it's really big, though, Elizabeth, and I, I do, I hear your, your concern. There are so many times I have thought about quitting something because I was nervous that maybe it wasn't really for me, that I had jumped on an activity that should be for someone else, should be hailed for someone more deserving almost or in a different position than I. And really now I just get the sense that when we're called to write, it has so much to do with our identity, our transformation, what we have to offer, what our words want to express. And 
we don't we don't want to put the kibosh on that. No. I want you to keep going forward. On another note, uh, I did get this question from Michael. Michael wasn't speaking of the pandemic specifically, but he, being someone who's had a podcast out now for, I want to say, two years. I think it's been a full two years now, Michael. I know he's in the second full season of it. He said, how do you get out of that funk that sneaks up on you when a life event happens or the skies go gray? How do you get your creativity back? Now, I have a deep, deep (laughs) empathy for anyone that feels like it's as easy as watching the sun go down or having something in your life come up that kind of knocks you out of your space. And all of a sudden, you just don't know where your creativity is. And you're wondering, perhaps, is it is it gone for good? Will I see it again? In my experience, there are two things that come up against my creativity. One is a a desire to compete. It's something I've had to work on quite a bit. Anytime I have the desire to compete with someone else, my whole sense of creativity just drives up and goes away. I can't find it for a while. My my right in life is to create what I want to create just as the other person. So when I'm caught up in this idea that I could compete, I could do something better, and I get into this loftiness, all of my creativity just vanishes. It's something that I learned early in my school days. I think it was because I was a bit of a brainiac, and I loved to study, and I would be very competitive, but it still sneaks in. I have to really watch myself sometimes. That can be a real killer of creativity. But another thing that can really, really shake us out of our creativity is shock. Anything that shocks you. So it could be a life event. It could be that you go to work and all of a sudden uh, the business is closed. You're out of a job. It could be the health of someone you love, could be your own health, could be an injury. It's something that wasn't real when you got out of the bed that morning, and now in the middle of your day, it's very real. It shocks you. I find those two things, competition and shock, are two things that just send me flying out of my creativity What brings me back is really listening to what I love to spend my time doing. If I think of a a project in terms of all the tasks around it, it doesn't really help me get creative. If I think of doing my writing by getting in front of the computer and just seeing what comes to me, that doesn't help me get creative either. 
But if I think about what I want to create, what makes me feel excited, how I love to spend my week, what I want to put out in the world, what is it that I haven't expressed yet? What did I start expressing that I didn't finish? When I think around those ideas, when I think about the communities that are doing work and I want to get involved, I want to help them out. When I think about the cultures that are making advancements and I think that relates to me, I think I could make an, a, a contribution there. When you get excited about what you can create as opposed to what you said you would or what you think you should, you're back in the game again. Granted, something competitive, something shocking can take you out of the game in a second. But if you really want to engage again with your creativity, you got to come back to the stuff you love, what you want to do. Not the task you said, what you want, what you love about it. In fact, I have something I can offer as an example. I want to take a break first, and then we will come back. We also have a great question here from Aaron. So I'm going to get to that after the break. Stay tuned. You know Coach Debbie from Story You Talk Radio, but do you know about her annual membership? Well, now you do, and you're invited. Become the author of your dreams and upscale your career. Transform your home or grow your income. Create any future you desire. You'll learn the skills that allowed Coach Debbie to author her own life and transform her most difficult challenges as a writer, teacher, and especially as a person with low vision. The membership doors are open. Just Sign up for the newsletter and qualify for the early bird special. Simply go to CoachDebbie.com. That's Coach D-E-B-B-Y. CoachDebbie.com. As a subscriber, you could win a premium coaching session and begin the new year with confidence. Welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. It is a delight to spend this hour with you. And I'm just wondering, what is it that you feel like writing? What is it that you feel like expressing out there in the world? If you've been thinking about this and you've made some headway or you've been thinking about it and thinking about it and you'd like to make some headway, I'd like to invite you to drop a little note to me and we can start the conversation, and I can see how I might be able to help you with this. I'm back to offering 30-minute free consultations. We meet either on Zoom or on the phone, and you tell me what's going on. I either know someone that can help you out or I can help you out, but I'm certain that I can point you in a direction to keep you creating That's the goal. We want to keep you creating. So write to me. My email is D-E-B-B-Y, so that's Debbie, at CoachDebbie.com. I'd love to hear from you and support you. I have 
small packages of VIP where we work together three times. And I also have larger packages with a writing community and more of a luxury package for six months and then a few things in between. Finally, we also want to talk about Alan Cohen. He is my mentor. He's offering a lovely class starting May 9th, 2023. It'll be virtual, but he will be live for all of the Tuesday night classes. So this is his spiritual mastery writing course. It is all his content. He has written all of it. And I will be the coach available to do one-on-one sessions with you if you so choose. To find out more about that, I encourage you to go to his website, which is alancohen.com. Cohen is C-O-H-E-N, alancohen.com. And we have, we have a little over 50 people registered right now. It's very exciting. I think you probably know he is prolific, published many books with Hay House, as well as his own self-publishing. He has all kinds of information to help you with that spiritual writing project you are working on. And I am very, very honored and happy to be working alongside him on that project. So... Let's get back into talking about writing your story post-pandemic. There are so many different situations that people went through due to the fact that the world was in some capacity shut down. And I can tell you personally, I felt a little shut out. I didn't like how I felt. I didn't like that my... My groups, my face-to-face groups were just vanished. Some of them didn't even happen online. I didn't like that it was so much harder to get around. I'm someone who takes public transportation. It was very difficult to start the navigation around that. and, And then there were even more things that happened in the neighborhood I lived in, which made public transportation, almost obsolete for a while there. There were so many changes within the structure of how people related as friends. I even had a family member, you know, a beloved family member that I was used to going to see on a yearly basis who basically said, don't you be getting on that airplane. Don't you be coming to see me. Uh Uh-uh. Don't you bring me that COVID. And I was just like, wow. <laughs> I, I'm now thought of as someone who, who passes along disease. It was very, very hard on our psyche. Now, what I want to tell you about this is even when we're, we're shocked by the reactions, even when we're not even sure how to navigate our own way, What we can do is find what we love and return to it. One of the things I was doing during the pandemic was I was really looking at what I loved about my business and what I had outgrown in my business 
and I let my writing lead me to the things I loved. I told myself, even though this is an online time, I am going to figure out for however long we're online to do the things I love. And that, boys and girls, paid off. Why? Because anytime you're doing what you love, you start creating momentum for more of it and more of it and more of it. We had the opportunity, when I say we, Eric and I had the opportunity to do the show continuously on Thursdays. We didn't miss a beat with that. Fortunately, it was all set up to do that, and he made the bigger sacrifice than I ever did to keep the show going. So I was really thankful that you and I could stay connected. But there were some ways in which I had to work just a little bit harder to keep the connections going. But the momentum, that's what we're always after. And this is true for you. Think about those things that you were doing during the pandemic at home in those off hours. Maybe for some of you, it was when you were used to being at work. And now you were at home and you were homeschooling and things were just very different for you. I heard from so many of you about taking up journaling again, taking up blogging again, taking up writing down your recipes again. So many of you were getting creative. Now, it doesn't matter that it might have been started because you were a little bit bored and you weren't sure how to spend your time. That, that really doesn't matter. The important piece was that you were loving it, and it built its momentum. Now, for many people, that means you're going to be seeing a surge of offerings that people are putting out there. I am very happy to tell you that I will be offering retreats in the Santa Barbara area as well as in the wine country of Washington State. We have lots of that in Washington State. Uh, going forward, probably two face-to-face retreats per year, likely in the spring and likely in the fall. I'm thinking that April and October will be my best months for those. I would love it if you would subscribe to the newsletter so you could learn all about the Santa Barbara retreat coming up in October. I will be doing a flash early bird special on that, which will really slash down the price if you are ready to go, ready to sign up. And you don't have to wait to start your book. Even though we're going to do the retreat in October, we're actually not going to do a whole lot of writing at the retreat. We're going to be doing a certain amount of relaxing, a certain amount of skill building and exercises, but it will be on your own time if you choose that you will be doing writing of your book. I'm going to be getting you all in the energy of doing your book. I'm very, very excited about it, and I would love for you to come along. 
I did get this question from Aaron, and I think it's a really worthwhile question to explore because even if you are really, really loving the book you are putting together, sometimes the content of the story, sometimes what you're writing about is really challenging to look at because it it might involve injury or distress or divorce or loss and grief. And as Erin so eloquently put it, she said, I don't want to relive in order to write. And you don't have to. But I understand how it can feel that way. When we are remembering the re- events of, of the pandemic or any other situation where we underwent a huge change, there's often a fear that in remembering a situation, we'll be thwarted back into it just like we fell into some rabbit hole of the past and this idea that we won't know how to climb out. One, you can always work with a coach or a therapist or a mentor while you are doing your writing, and I I strongly recommend doing that. In some of the hardest writing I have ever done, I have invested big to be supported and to get through those times. And to my surprise, some of them ended up not being the emotional scare that I was preparing myself for. Others, Others required a certain tenacity to stick with it because there was remembering of arguments or it was remembering of something sad. One story that I was writing about featured my my dear friend Katie from high school. I went to one particular high school just for a year. Katie was my best friend there. And when she died suddenly, when we were both in our very early 50s, um, that shocked me to know when I, I didn't know it was coming. And to rethink, remember, reaccount that, I thought I'm going to need a coach to stand by me. And I'm really glad I had a coach standing by me. But if we just sort of turn to the scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the atrocious emotions I was imagining I might go through by writing it, and one being getting to skate through it all, the emotional level of writing it was more like a four. And I didn't anticipate that. I was really thinking it would be a nine, maybe a 10. I really did. Now, we can't predict it. So sometimes Aligning with someone that will mentor you, support you, or help you is really a very, very good way to invest your energy as well as your dollars. But what I want to say to you is, because I went through that experience of writing about Katie as well as many others, what I'm finding is that when you have gone through a certain healing around something, remembering it is not the experience of when you originally lived it. 
you do not have to relive it. And you don't have to anticipate that you will. What I'm experiencing with my clients is that those that feel that there's more amends to do, that they're still feeling extremely guilty, that it didn't end well and it's still in the air, those situations, those still need some coaching before you really get into writing about the experience. And the reason I say that is because your heart, let alone the quality of your story, is on the line. You want to really, really nurture your own heart and have a sense of healing, have a sense of really being grounded again before you throw yourself into it. Now, if the event happened six months ago and it still feels completely raw to you, think about how you might start making your notes because it's possible healing needs to come first. But it is not, it is not so that if you are ready to write, you feel encouraged to write and you want to move forward with the writing that by doing so, you'll just throw yourself back into some deep rabbit hole of that old pandemic where you don't want to be again. I assure you, if you need some help stepping into this, I can meet with you for 30 minutes and talk about it. And if I'm not the person that would be best to help you with it, I'm sure I know someone who is. I want to encourage you to keep writing, keep coming back here on Thursdays. We're always offering you lots of encouragement to work on your books, your blogs, and your brands. I'm Coach Debbie, and until next Thursday, namaste, my friends. 